today will be a blessing to you. Today I wanted to talk to you about take ownership of your inheritance. Yes. Um, and I'm going to be looking at Genesis 4, chapter 26a, and also I'm going to read 1 Peter 1 um, and verse 4. Um, but I didn't have that put up there, but I'm going to read that too. But first, let us pray. God, we come to you today thanking you for all that you have done and continue to do for us. Thank you for covering us with your blood, Lord, because you, you, you are the only one that will protect us from anything, any forces that come against us. So we pray, Lord, that you will continue to bless us. We pray that all hearts and minds will be clear as we go through this message and as we go through these situations that we are encountering, these warfares, help us, Lord, to stay mindful of you. We pray that thy will will be done today, not my will. Let the words of my mouth, Lord, be acceptable in thy sight. Let the ears that hear, hear you, Lord, and let this message be one of grace, praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now let's look at Genesis 1, 26a. Then God said, let us, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Make man in our own image, according to our likeness, not physical, but spiritual personality and moral likeness. I feel like when God was saying that, he's saying to us that we need to be more like him. He wanted us to be like him and like he presented us to be. So he doesn't want us to be concerned with what's outward, but he wants us to be concerned with what's inward. And that's why he always refers to, he looks at our heart, not what's on the outside. So in 1 Peter 4, it says, we have been reborn into a living hope, reborn for an eternal inheritance held in reserve in heaven that will never fade or fail. I want us to look at this passage here where we talk about um, taking ownership first. I'm going to also um, cover having faith and living for eternal salvation. But with everything going on around us now with the COVID-19 virus, I feel there's no better time to talk to you about taking back what's yours. When God gave me this title, I wasn't sure where he was going to take me. Then he showed me in Genesis and 1 Peter. My sole focus will be on taking ownership. I will also cover having faith in that ownership and living for eternal salvation in that ownership. But ownership, the definition is the act, state, or the right of possessing something. The act, the state, or the right of possessing something. So let's begin by talking about Genesis 1, 26a. It speaks of God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, making man in his own image spiritually, not physically, because God blew breath into us, and that was him. That's referring not to your outward appearance, but to your inner beings, your heart, your mind, and your soul, where life actually begins. That's why it's important that you know how to take ownership of your inheritance by knowing who you are and whose you are, how that all began. See, we are gods. He made us in his own image. 
and he is ours. We are his family. So if we know who we are, we know that we are children of God. And if we know whose we are, we know that we are God's. So there's God all around us, everywhere we go. Anything that we think, say, and do, we are God's. He made us, he created us, he brought us here, he takes us out. We are God's. The word has been spoken. So all we have to do is take ownership of it. It says we are His, are made in his image, spiritually, not physically. Remember, our outer vessels are representation of Jesus. God sent his son, Jesus, down to save us from our sins. But inwardly, we are made in God's image, spiritually, just as Jesus was. That is why the scripture says we must worship in spirit and in truth. Jesus is rep representation of both human and God. His physical appearance is that of man or of human, and inwardly he represents God, his Father's spirit. That is why he often prayed for help, for guidance, for comfort and assurance. When he would go up to the top of the mountain and, and separate himself from everything and everyone, that was so he could hear his father speak to him and give him comfort when he was going through all the stress and the strains of life that he had to deal with because he had to find his true self, his inner self, which was his spirit. And sometimes we have to separate ourselves that way because if we don't, we can't always hear him when he's speaking. Once we learn to hear him when he speaks, then it's easier for us to be able to find our true selves. Jesus tells us that no man cometh unto the Father, but by me, through him, through Jesus, we come to the Father. That tells me that we have the same capabilities to walk as Jesus did in spirit and in truth. The problem is we don't take ownership of these things. We either don't believe or have faith enough to know and knowing and accepting the authority that God has given us. Remember, in order to take possessions, you have to know not only who you are, but whose you are. You have to claim the victory in Jesus. You have to see yourself as a child of the Most High. You have to walk in that inheritance before you can receive any of your other inheritances. First, you see the kingdom. Then you receive. We have not, because we ask not. We want to, we want we have to walk before we can receive, and that is a choice, not a force. God gives us all choices. So my challenge to you today is to take back what is rightfully yours. Be victorious in accepting Christ for who he is, and in return, you will be victorious in who you are and in who you are to Christ. From the beginning, God gave you the rights to the ownership of the title of his own image, yet, let him, we let him down by not accepting and receiving it. We might start out accepting, but then we allow doubts and other opinions or just things that happen around us, things of the world, to change the way we think and feel. Just look at this COVID-19. We are all panicking, but fail to realize that this disease has been among us for some time now. 19 represents the year that it was made or that the outbreak was brought to our attention, but it was only brought to our attention in 2020. The Lysol and other disinfectants have it on their hands, and this was before we were even made aware of its existence. So that lets you know that there's something to it. Now how do you suppose that happened? Well, I will tell you, this is not a new disease. 
It is one that has been in existence for some time. However, it has been an issue of late. Now, now we have a pandemic. People, it shouldn't have been this way. Why are we panicking? Why are we going through what we're going through? We should have already been preparing ourselves for this type of warfare. We should have already been practicing safe hygiene in our homes, which we filter out into the community. You see, if you do it at home, you would do more, be more apt to do it when you are in the public. You know how many people that go into the restrooms and walk back out without washing their hands, and not to mention how many people sneeze without any attempt to cover their mouths. We shouldn't be coughing all over everyone and everything. We should clean our hands if we have to cough or sneeze in them. Still, my point is this. We would already know if we had a relationship with our father, if we knew whose we were and whom we are, then we would know because we would have our ownership of who we are. Remember the saying, cleanliness is next to godliness. I don't think that's a biblical thing. I think that's something that people said. Well, this is referring to the purity of the, of the spirit. If we trust him, we should know not to panic and blow this out of proportion. If we take ownership of who we are, instead we should be praying about this warfare. We should be speaking life over these things and claiming the victory in Jesus. What does this mean to speak life? It means words are prophetic. It means if I say you're dirty and you're ugly, I'm speaking death over somebody. It means to speak good to people. If you break them down, at least build them back up, say, but you can get clean, come on over, I got some soap, some water, or whatever they need, but don't just tear people down. Build them back up. Let's speak life over people. Let's learn to tell our kids you're good and things can be better. Let's learn to tell that neighbor that I know you're struggling right now, but let's see what I can do to help you. Speak life. It means to be positive in our doings, our comings and goings. Don't allow the negative to influence you. Instead, put something positive out there over this. Use the word that has been given you to recant the negative. Such as 23rd Psalms, when the, when the people say, Ooh, this old valley's gonna kill us. You say, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He made me to lie down in the green pastures, he restores my soul. He leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name. Say, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Or Psalms 18, 2, where it says, the Lord is my protector. He is my strong fortress. My God is my protection, and with him I am safe. He protects me like a shield. He defends me and keeps me safe. We should be leaders in this by helping others to know how to pray and ward off these spirits. All it takes is a confession of your belief in him. So reclaim your inheritance by taking ownership of who you really are. Learn to lean on Jesus for guidance. Look to him daily to help you find your way and stay focused. Help others to know who God is in you. Help others to know who God is in them. Help them to know that they can have the same thing that you have. And they don't have to walk alone. And they don't have to walk in fear. And they don't have to be afraid. Because God is there. He's always there. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Trust in him knowing that he never fails. Pray daily for completeness and help lead the way through. Notice I said through this situation. This is only the beginning. There is so much more warfare that we have to get through. And we can only do that by recognizing who and whose we are and living there. Living there. Living there in who we are and who 
are living there, becoming a part of Christ and letting Christ become a part of us. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, To trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Don't let the enemy trick you into believing something that is not. The word speaks for itself, and all you have to do is read and follow it. Don't allow others or the world to tell you anything about who you are or what you should be doing. Instead, seek God. Let him show you who you are, what you should be doing, and how. Trust him and his word to help you along your way. Taking back your ownership is taking back your self-worth, that which God instilled inside you before you were even formed. He is expecting us to lean on him during this grave time of need, and he wants us to. So take ownership of you in Christ. Now, we need to talk about having faith. See, this is important because without faith, it is impossible to please him. That being said, without faith, it would be hard to believe the word of God. And if you don't believe or have faith, you won't know how to take ownership of your inheritance. And if you don't have faith, you don't even believe that the word is true, that you do have an inheritance. You don't believe that Jesus came to save us for our sins, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 5, verse 5 in 1 Peter 1 says, Through faith, God's power is standing watch, protecting you for a salvation that you will see completely at the end of things upon his return. Look at our current situation. Oh ye, oh ye of little faith. <laughs> Look how many have so little faith. They cleared the store, the stores, not just the tissue that you heard about and fighting about, but of the meats and the canned goods and the disinfectants and I can't even name everything. You couldn't even find some alcohol. Come on, people. They refused to listen to the professionals that advised being cautious, precautions, and maintaining cleanliness by washing our hands regularly, regularly, staying at home and cough into something instead of out into the open. And I'm a firm believer, cough in your shirt. That covers you more than this. Because half the time people cough like this and they're coughing over top of it. So cough and protect yourself and others. Do unto others as you have them to do unto you. You don't want people coughing on you, don't cough on them. They advise us to take precautions. And instead, we go into panic and fear mode. We don't look to the word or seek God. Instead, we panic. God didn't create us to fear. It says in Job 41, 33, there is nothing on earth to compare with him. He is a creature that has no fear. And we are made in his image. So if we accept his image, if we accept him, if we accept whose we are and who we are, his image, him, we have no fear. We walk with him. And where he goes, nothing's going to happen. If Jesus is there, the enemy flees, right? So if we walk in his likeness, we too are fearless. We shouldn't go around fighting over materialistic things. We shouldn't be going around acting greedy or selfish. We have got to stay strong in knowing that he is God. And he is the sustainer of all things. 
We have got to keep the faith in knowing that he is our healer and our provider, our comforter, our peace, our joy, our love, and our honor. We've got to have more respect for one another. He's our comforter and our waymaker. He's the one that makes a way for us even during trying times. Verse 6 of 1 Peter 1 tells us we should greatly rejoice in what is waiting for us, our inheritance. Even if now for a little while we have to suffer various trials. What a great way to keep the faith in knowing that there is a brighter day to look forward to. Stay mindful that we are going through something. We are not abiding here. There, this is only a test of our faith. Faith is the substance of all things hoped for, the evidence of things seen. We don't know what is going to take place, when or where, but we can be assured that our Father does. We know that he loves us and we know that he cares. We know that he won't leave us nor forsake us, for we know that because of him all things are possible, even making it through this COVID virus, if we keep the faith. So don't allow others to discourage you and take your faith. You've inherited it. Take ownership. You see, before we can take possession of the land, before we can claim ownership to any of our inheritance, we have to first believe we are who he says we are. We are his children. Therefore, we are his family. We are royalty. And we have to walk that way and think that way and believe that way and carry ourselves in a manner that others see us that way. We were born into the kingdom of God and we have authority and dominion over the earth. Let that sink in for a minute. We were born into the kingdom of God and we have authority and dominion over the earth. Trust God in all that he is. Call on him when you are discouraged. Pray when you don't know where to turn or what to do. If others see us doing it, maybe they'll want to do it too. Sometimes all you need to do is just call his name. Jesus. I really remember, I remember many days I would be in child care working and the kids would just be all over the place, especially you know when it's a full moon. And I just say, Jesus. They didn't know what I was saying, but I said it and it worked. And it calmed them down. It does work. What a wonderful sound, Jesus. Tell him what you are feeling and what you need from him. He wants to hear it. Others may not be able to help you in the time of need, but God never fails. He's always waiting to hear from you. You may have to stop for a minute to make sure you hear him when, he's, when he answers you, because sometimes he whispers. But won't it, wouldn't it be worth a minute to make sure you're hearing him correctly? Wouldn't it be worth a minute when you make sure that you're even hearing him? Because sometimes we don't. And sometimes we hear it. We don't take time to say, God, is that you? Ask. We have not. Because we ask not. Believe in him just as you believe you are going to get that new job you want. Or that new car. Or the new home. Or even that new boyfriend or girlfriend. Why is it that we have strong faith when it comes to obtaining some materialistic item? but struggle in finding faith for our Father. The one who goes before us to pave a way, the one who makes a way out of no way, the one who never leaves nor forsakes us. You get the picture, I hope. Hebrews 6 says, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God 
must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Lastly, you need to know that your inheritance includes eternal life, everlasting life, everlasting life. What a joy. Doesn't that sound great? All believers should be shouting right now. Just, just know that they are going to, just knowing that they're going to be included in receiving a lifetime of love. All we want in this life is to be loved by someone. Many may say that it isn't so, but it is. If we could all be honest with ourselves, push aside all the hurt and anguish that has stood in the way of our being able to be loved. And able to be accepted and receive love someone trying to offer us, we could truly say that all we wanted was to be loved by someone. And sometimes, if someone's trying to love us and we're not interested in them, we, we reject that love. But we don't know who God sent for us. And we have to speak with our Father. We need to know our Father. And we know who we are, we know who our Father is. But we have to know who we are in him in order to understand who he is and then understand the type of love that he has for us. Sometimes we seek love in all the wrong places and when it finds us, we get discouraged because we got hurt. I tell you, if you seek God's love, you won't be hurt and you will be. Um, and you will stop blaming yourself for all of that because you didn't understand love correctly. Life happens. And then we have to move on. The thing that should be happening now is not to stop love from coming to you, but instead of accepting it from all wrong places, you need to seek it in Jesus. I promise you, if you look to him, you won't continue to make those same mistakes, and he will provide you with comfort in finding the right someone who can show you love like never before. Once you accept who you are and who you are, and once you have faith and believe that God is the Son of, that Jesus is the Son of God, you will be loved. You are already entitled to eternal life and love everlasting. You just need to receive, receive it in Jesus' name. Romans 10, 9 says <clears throat> that, if you sh that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved. To be saved, saints, is to have eternal life. So I charge you to take ownership over your dominion, your inheritance, your life, by first accepting the gift that God gave to you, his spirit. The, the one gift that supersedes all understanding, that inner feeling that you get when you think there is, no, there is more to this or I feel some kind of way. Trust it and have faith in it, knowing that despite what you might be going through, it won't last always. And through Christ, all will be well. Know that Jesus came so that we might have everlasting life. Know that when you know who you are in Christ, you have allowed Christ into you. And when Christ comes into you, you can't fail. You can't go wrong. We make mistakes, we fall down, but we get back up. But we trust, and we keep trusting. We don't fall down and then, and then get back up and say, I'm going to forget God because he made me fall. 
Does a little kid fall on the sidewalk and blame mama? No. Mama helps them up, daddy helps them up, they get up and they go on and they start all over again. But we get, we fall down and we want to blame God and put criticism on him when it's really us because we fell by the wayside. It happens. We all make mistakes. We all fall short of the glory of God. But he keeps on loving us because he is in us. And so I conclude with this. The love of God gave us victory. And accepting him as our Lord and Savior is where we begin to have victory over our possessions and take ownership over our lives. We must learn to live as he did by loving others as he first loved us. Finally, I want to leave this for everyone who might still be discouraged. Read Matthew 6, 30 through 34. Let us pray. God, show and prepare us how to plan and not fear. Father, I plead your blood over this COVID-19, and I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice takes ownership of whom and whose they are. I pray that they will find faith the size of a mustard seed and let it grow and flourish into something so big they won't believe it's themselves, believe it themselves. I pray that today they find what they need to begin their process for eternal life. The only thing that is stopping us is how we perceive what you have for us. Help us to move ourselves out of the way and lean not to our own understanding, but lean solely on you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, I pray.